Welcome to Mind, Body, and Business, a podcast that focuses on health, wellness, and mindset for positive change to improve your life inside and out. In here, our conversations are centered around mental clarity, physical fitness, and handling your business. I'm your host, Maria Moore, and in this episode, I'll be talking about trust, a thing that plays a huge role in how we make decisions. You can also expect to hear about the importance of self-trust and how Grammy award-winning artist PJ Morton stuck with his gut to achieve success. So let's jump into it. And I feel like I must start by saying thank you so much. The first two episodes, the feedback has been incredible. I appreciate all of the reviews, all of the ratings, the interactions on social media, Um, This has been a passion project of mine, and to actually see it coming to life just gives me chills. Um, It's almost like an outer body experience. (laughs) Um, But I'm really glad that I can say that this is episode three, OMG. And so I have some really exciting things, some great inspiration lined up for you inside of this episode. PJ Morton is actually on StreamYard right now, hanging out, looking right at me. And we're going to get into this conversation about self-trust. But for this episode, I want to start with the tell me more question. So if you don't know how tell me more works, it is your chance to ask me any mind, body and business question that you want to ask. And you can submit your question to me via DM on our official IG page at MBB pod. So that MBB stands for mind, body and business MBB pod on Instagram. Give us a follow. And if you have a question, you can submit it via DM and you never know, it might be included in the next episode. So this episode's question comes from at the blue soap house LLC on Instagram and sister, you have been so amazing. I've been seeing you posting about the podcast and your stories and tagging the at MBB pod uh, IG account. So I really want to thank you for that. All right. So her question is when I am mentally and physically depleted, how can I maintain my business? She said, I literally stop everything as if I can't breathe and I would love your advice. Now, I appreciate this question so much because it is something that I've personally dealt with as a business owner, and I've shared this in previous podcast episodes that, you know, I am currently working a full-time job. I work for a company, but I'm also running a business, so I have definitely experienced times when I felt overwhelmed, I took on too much, or some unexpected stressors came into the mix, so... Not only do I empathize with you, I sympathize with you and I understand how you may be feeling right now. So I want to give you some practical and um, emotional suggestions, things that have worked for me at different times in my journey as a small business owner. Uh, First of all, um, the name of your IG handle is the Blue Soap House. So I looked on your site and you do sell products and I sell products as well. In addition to my online wellness program, I also sell self-love and so gangster t-shirts, right? And I remember a time where I was like, ooh, I'm going to come up with all of these designs and I'm going to have these new colors and I'm going to expand my sizes. And I ended up being in a room with a bunch of stuff. Not only was that part overwhelming because I had to figure out how do I market 
each of these products, these colors, these sizes, but I had a lot of personal things going on in my life as well. So I decided I need to at least break even and get my money back. So I focused on one design in about two styles and everything else I put on sale. So if you have a business where you're selling a product or even a service and there's multiple offers, I would say maybe scale down to one, no more than three products or offers so that you're not managing a whole lot so that you can focus on a small group of things to market and sell. And I think that that from a practical standpoint would help with the overwhelm. Also keep in mind inside of your business, there are ways to grow that don't necessarily have to do with sales or how many hits you're getting on your website, or even new ideas um, that you're coming up with to promote your company. Growing your company could mean reading a book about productivity. Growing your business could mean meditating because when you are in a good mental and spiritual place, your business and how you manage it benefits from that. And the last thing that I would say is to give yourself permission to pause. I've done this before. Matter of fact, earlier this year, there was a month where I worked so hard and I did so well with my sales that the following month I was just burnt out. Um, And I still got sales the following month, but as time went by and I was trying to keep up with the pace of that successful month, it just got harder and harder until I finally decided, you know what, I need to pause for 60 days and reset and then I'll come back to this. And that helped me out a lot. I think that sometimes we feel guilty about pausing, especially if you're on social media or you're just kind of paying attention to what other small business owners are doing. You have to keep in mind that when you're on social media, you're looking at everyone's highlight reel. You know, it's not sexy to put, you know, that you lost money, you're in the red, no one's interested in your product. You're having a hard time understanding how to set up your website or your e-commerce store. Like, you know, it doesn't look good as a business owner. Um, I appreciate personally when people share those moments because it shows the real side of being a small business owner. But when we don't see them as often, we can sometimes think that we're doing something wrong, but it is okay to hit the pause button. So hopefully one two or all three of those things will help you out. I'm sure you are a very resilient woman and you will definitely figure it out. But thank you so much for sending in that question because I think it's a topic that resonates with a lot of other small business owners. Another topic that resonates with small business owners and I believe everybody at some point in your life is self-trust. And that is really the primary topic of this episode. You know, self-trust for me is really not about knowing all the answers, nor is it like moving about life like you're guaranteed to always get it right. Self-trust is about listening to that inner voice despite the noise and opinions around you, right? Because sometimes those things can be a huge distraction. But self-trust is truly aligned with self-respect because you are acting on something with confidence despite not knowing the outcome and pursuing your goal with optimism. So I have a little story about next level self-trust. <laughs> um, 
So I started my radio career in Tallahassee, and I was there for many years, did really well at that radio station. And I decided, okay, I need to level up and get to a bigger market. And I ended up going to Gainesville, Florida, which a lot of people thought was a lateral move. But Gainesville is actually a bigger market than Tallahassee. So it was an upgrade, you know, technically for me. I ended up being there for only three months before I decided I wanted to move to Atlanta. I was promised a position and I was like, cool, well, I got to move from Gainesville to Atlanta. Uh, I didn't have my contract yet, but I was like, they gonna give me my contract. And at that time, I was a single mother with two very young children. I believe my kids were five and seven years old at the time. And it was just me and my boys. And I was like, I'm moving to um, Atlanta. I got my apartment, enrolled the kids in school. I rented a U-Haul truck. I had one friend help me pack everything in the U-Haul truck. And I drove the U-Haul truck, just me, my little five foot two self and my little boys, all three of us sitting in one row in the U-Haul truck with everything we owned in the back and talk about self-trust because I had no contract. (laughs) I mean, they said I had the job. So I was just trusting that that was the case. Didn't know anybody in the city. And there were a few moments when I was like, am I moving too fast? Is this the right thing to do? Do I need to be in a city where I have more support, more family members? But I said, no, Maria, you can do this. You can make it work. I felt like I really had to listen to my heart and how my spirit was pulling me to Atlanta. And I mean, you know, it was a city that I fantasized about living in, you know, a radio station that I dreamed about working at. You know, it really took me trusting myself because there was a lot of evidence that it was going to be very overwhelming for me and more than what I could handle. But, you know, packed the kids up, moved here and signed my contract. I think the day before I went on air, a couple of days before I went on air, Had some ups and downs, but eventually everything ended up working out for me. Um, Spent over a decade on the radio in Atlanta, achieved great ratings, interviewed some incredible artists, built some really great personal and professional relationships. And I don't think I would have had all of those experiences had I not trusted myself to make that move as a young single mother without every single piece being where it needed to be. I moved with optimism that the goal I was pursuing was going to be achieved and it all ended up working out. Self-trust, it requires you to commit to finding your own way and that's something that my next guest, Grammy award-winning artist, PJ Morton knows about. So PJ, you've been listening to this topic and I think you are the ideal person to talk about self-trust because that's how you achieve success as an independent artist from working with Stevie Wonder, performing on huge stages like the Super Bowl, winning all of your Grammys. How do you keep the evolution going in order to maintain a sense of personal fulfillment? Um, yeah, that's a great question. And, and I'm still independent. I mean, I think that's important to say. I've won all four of my Grammys as an independent. And I, I just wow. think that's an important lesson and hopefully inspirational. I didn't have anybody who could tell me that when I was coming up, you know, there was only one way. 
But, you know, my goals, I treat them, I start with me. This is the same way I start the music. Unfortunately, I do it very selfishly, you know, initially. It's like, I gotta like the song. I don't care, I don't even care if somebody's going crazy in the studio and they love it. If I don't love it, it doesn't matter because it's gotta touch me first in order for me to emote and, and, and communicate it with feeling. Um, so that's the same way I am with my career goals, you know? Mm -hmm. There are many things that I thought I should do as my next step because people were telling me, well, you know, you're smart, you're intelligent, you, you know how to do music, you've done so much, maybe you should do this or maybe you should do this. But I've gotta do things that, that move me and that give me peace. So that is always my journey is, is ultimate peace, because after you have success and and hit songs and Grammys and stuff, you realize what really matters is family, is, is having peace. I know so many people who have so much money and no peace, you know, they have awards and accolades and no peace. So that's been my goal now and, and remains, you know, remains my goal today. That's so powerful and a place that I believe many people want to get to, you know, where you're working to get to that good feeling and not necessarily the hype of success. But PJ, I'm sure it took you some time to get there. When you think about all of your years in the business, what would you say was that like standout, pivotal moment that made you who you are today? A big one that just stuck out to me, I wrote this song called Claustrophobic on my Gumbo album, but I was signed to Young Money. Uh, I was signed to Lil Wayne's label and I did my first record, I had released it and everything, it, it was cool. I had Stevie Wonder on that album as well. He's just playing harmonica on that one. And um, it was Grammy nominated, all that stuff. And then, but I realized that the visions weren't totally aligned. And I was about to go into my next record on Young Money. And I, I was taking meetings and um, people just seemed to not get me at all. Mm. And um, it's the first time I truly say, you know what? I'm just gonna trust myself. It's when I moved back to New Orleans from California and really was taking a break from music um, and decided that Gumbo was gonna be my last album. Uh, it was gonna be my last. I said, I'm gonna just do what I wanna do. I'm not gonna worry about numbers. I'm not gonna worry about radio. And I made the thing that was truly important to me. And that's the thing that reinvigorated my career. And so that big lesson has stuck with me to just truly trust myself. Yeah. And I know it's so cliche and it sounds so easy, but really just trusting yourself without outside noise is something that can be very difficult. But um, it's put me on my path to success, uh, even more success and, and complete success, like total peace, you know? Yeah. And so that, that was a huge lesson for me right there. PJ Morton on Young Money. <laughs> I can only imagine what would have happened if that played all the way out. Now, as you experienced your ups and downs in life as an artist, how were you able to determine the need to, you know, keep pushing or just let go of something? Because I think that is a tough dilemma for many people. Like, should I try harder or is this resistance a sign that I should walk away? I mean, that's that's such a great question. And, and I, I don't know that I could answer it for everyone, you know, because I think it's different for everyone. Mm. Um, there are plenty of times where I just wanted to quit, like just telling my wife, like, you know, I mean, it was a good run. Like for me, it took a long time, I, you know, I try to tell my story more because I'm, I'm really private, I guess, you know, or not private. I'm just low key. So I don't talk yeah. about it a lot, you know, but it legit took me like 12 to 15 years to really get into the groove of who I was as an artist and start to really get to things. I mean, I had successes along the way, but it, it legit took 10 plus years. And that's a long time to be saying, all right, I'm gonna, knock, I'm gonna get knocked down, let me try again. But had I stopped, 
I wouldn't be here. So it's hard for me to tell somebody to like, just accept, you know, because after 12 years, I'm sure some people were like, all right, PJ, like you tried, you know? And so I don't know what that line is for everyone. I think it's that same gut that you're talking about, that that God-given guide that's put into us, where it's like, okay, let me take a day and um and then i'm back on the horse like all right come on man this was this your purpose so you get you don't have no choice let's go you know yeah. um but i think there are some things where i had to say you know what got to be like water that thing is not it's going against what's natural to me i think in the other sense when i wanted to quit that wasn't necessarily what was natural to me that was because it was hard and mm-hmm. i do i didn't want to deal with the rejection you know i didn't want to deal with the, the what i felt was failure um uh, but it wasn't because i didn't feel like i should keep doing it i think sometimes there are things that are just not natural and forcing and going against the grain of what you're supposed to do and i think uh sometimes at those points you got to just say you know what that's i just i just i got to let that fly mm, those are really good indicators and to know you stuck it out for so long to manifest the PJ we know today, it was clearly worth it. So you've learned a lot about life and you've learned a lot of industry lessons. Now, PJ, I wanna shift the conversation to money. How has your mindset about money transformed over the years? Because I ain't trying to be in your pockets, but I'm sure you're making a lot of money. Uh, But what would you say is the biggest takeaway about money for you so far? Um that every time I make a decision that is purely based on money, I'm always disappointed. Like Mm. every single time, every single time. I mean, the first one that pops in my mind is when I was, I wasn't even an artist yet. I was just a songwriter. And I had this song that I, I felt like was for me. And I let a producer friend of mine hear it. They ran a label and they were like, Yo, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna give you ten thousand dollars. That was the most I had ever gotten for a song at that time. <laughs> and he's like, "Yo, I'll give you ten thousand dollars for this song." And I'm like, "Ah," and I did it because I needed the money and wanted the money, and um, I regretted it. Thankfully, it didn't work out the way it did, and I asked for the song back, and they mm-hmm. actually gave me the song back. But literally every time I've said, "All right, oh, let me," uh, I should. If it's just for money, it's usually it's usually wrong. You know, it's got to be something that is holding that foundation up um, yeah. to 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 really make it something special. Um, so I say that's probably my biggest lesson with money is um, don't do anything purely just for the money, um, because you can only fake for so long. I get it. You know, we got to live. We got to eat. I've had to make those decisions. Um, but I'm saying when it's in your control, I would say pass up the check for the thing that's bigger than that. Then it brings bigger checks, it brings bigger success. Love that, definitely in order to things. Chase the joy, then success and money will follow. And clearly it has worked out for you. Now you talked about writing that song and speaking of writing, you've made some incredible songs, powerful lyrics. And as a fan, PJ, I always wonder where was his artists when they wrote this? Like what were they going through? You talk a lot about going to Bogalusa, Louisiana to record your latest album, Watch the Sun, which I think is one of the greatest albums of all time. How important is your physical environment when it comes to writing and being spiritually centered? Yeah, it's it's big for me, um, especially if I'm in a kind of a block. You know, when it's usually when it's too much noise is where I need to switch locations because my studio works, you know, and works and works till it doesn't. Going to Bugalusa was, was, it had multiple reasons. That's when we were shut down. I hadn't seen my friends. I hadn't played music with them. 
we hadn't hung out anything face to face. So first of all, it was just a breather like that we get to see each other and be and play cards and like chill, like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think we all needed that. And also I didn't have a album deadline. I didn't, it wasn't, I didn't know what we were doing. I just was working on music. And so when you create freely like that, it's, it's just a weight is off. And I think that's the way we're supposed to create, creating under pressure work sometimes just because that's our bodies, you know, but I think creativity without pressure is, is the way it, it's supposed to be. And so I think that had all to do with location. We had space. I was b out there barbecuing. Like it, it was just a vibe. We were uh, nice. we, we were shooting in the pond and like we were country <laughs> boys out there. You know, uh, we didn't fish. That's the only thing we didn't do. But um, but yeah, it was a vibe. You know, and it's different from anything that we have in our daily lives. I mean, like nothing to do. Waking up when we want to go to the studio. Uh, yeah. We had 24 hour access. We were all living in the same house. It was just like it was like adult summer camp. It was amazing. It's like it's like magic out there. Man, it sounds like magic. Make me want to go out to the country. So what are some other ways that you pull out the best of you? Ways that you stay in alignment with your highest self? Um, I try to be as present and as pure as possible. You know, it's like, nah, I'm just trying to create exactly what I'm feeling in the moment because I think that that is my duty as an artist is to try to get the purest form to the yeah, to your people cut it down and, you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. yes I don't want to step on it nothing I want it I want to let it come through as pure as possible so that's the way I try to give to my higher self is when I'm in that studio or when I'm working on that music I'm a kid just trying to create things that touch me. And, and so um, I got to not think and not overthink and say, oh, this might work on the radio or this might. Nah, none of that. Does it work for my heart right now? Um, and so that's how I try to stay present. Man, that's the gospel right there, which leads me to my next question, because you make both gospel and R&B music. And PJ, recently, I know you saw the video, Juanita Bynum went viral for saying that church folks shouldn't be listening to secular music. However, <laughs> you know how fans are. They dug up a video of her getting down to some Mary J. Blige. So as an artist that does both gospel and secular music, what is your take on this? I think I'm doing both. I think that in life we do both. Uh, we love people and we love God. Um, and I think um, songs are just representations of, of living, you know? And so I think it's hard to separate and it's hard to be, I think that's uh, I think that's why biblically uh, Jesus said, whoever is without sin, throw the first stone because you gotta be careful about throwing it because how, how much information do you have? How much information do you have about that human? Um, and on the flip side, you're the gospel singer that you love that's singing those gospel songs. Are you checking on them every day? Do you know what's mm -hmm. happening in their personal lives? So yep. does it not matter? Can you just be filthy as a person? And as long as you sing gospel songs, uh, Christian lyrics, then then you're, you're clear? Or, or can yeah. you be a, an immaculate person at life and sing a love song? So I think that it is not our place. You know, I mm -hmm. think it's not our place to say that. Um, but I think God is bigger than gospel lyrics. I think he's bigger than gospel songs. I think he's bigger than praise and worship. He's everything. He's he's the sky, you know what I'm saying? He's the he's the sun. Um, and so to limit him to, oh no, nah, you gotta talk about him. That's the only way that's the only songs we have. And he created love. Are you kidding me? I can't I can't write about love. All right, mm -hmm. so so I just I just meet you 
and then we we well, let's do let's go back to arranged marriages so we don't have to date because yeah. you don't think that that so I think it is I think it's um I think it's a warped way of thinking you know and uh, I don't think that it's sustainable I think we've gotten further and further away from that so uh, I just do what I do and you know and uh, let people do what they do uh, I mind my business but um, I think that it is uh, flawed that argument is is flawed. Brother, I'm sure you're not the only one that feels that way, and I appreciate you for keeping it neutral in your response. Well, PJ, I know that you squeezed in some time to do this in between traveling, and I appreciate you so much. Congratulations again on the success of Watch the Sun and all of the other blessings coming your way. How can people stay connected with you? Yes, I am at PJ Morton everywhere, P-J-M-O-R-T-O-N everywhere, and um you know, I'm private, but I'm out here in these streets. You know, I'm letting you know what's happening for sure. Uh, so, yeah, uh, keep up with me. Indeed, we will. PJ Morton, such a stand-up brother, amazing artist, just amazing human being. And if you were feeling this conversation, if it moved you, trust me, the music will do the same. Check out Watch the Sun if you have not already streamed that album. It is incredible. All right, y'all, that is a wrap for this episode of Mind, Body, and Business. But remember, I have a guided meditation for you after the credits. So uh, stick around and hang out for that because I think it will really help you um, calm your mind and get back centered. As a reminder, if you have a tell me more question, you can DM that to me on our official Mind, Body, and Business IG page at MBBPod, all right, MBBPod. You can send your tell me more questions there, and I just might include it in the next podcast episode. Thanks again for listening, and I will catch you on the next one. Mind, Body, and Business is an Urban One Incorporated Reach Media production hosted by Maria Moore. Follow me at Maria Moore and MBBPod on all socials. Executive produced by Maria Moore. Supervisory podcast producer, Colby Kolb-Tyner. Sales partnerships, Sam Tatum. Integrated marketing and partnerships, Lori Flowers, Laura Lopez, and Brittany Jackson. Digital marketing, J.R. Davis and Tim Hall. Thank you for listening to the Mind, Body, and Business Podcast. Okay, as promised, here is your guided meditation Uh, Before I get into this, I want to talk about some of the awesome benefits of meditation. Stress reduction, an increase of self-awareness. Meditation helps you calm negative emotions. It widens your imagination. It strengthens your patience. It helps you control anxiety. It can even help if you're struggling to go to sleep. So if this short meditation helps you in any way, consider incorporating meditations into your regular daily routine. Enjoy. Welcome to this meditation to relieve depression and anxious thoughts. Make sure you are in a comfortable position. Bring your focus to your breath and really pay attention to how your lungs expand and contract when you inhale and exhale. Let your breath flow however it wants to right now. Notice your jaw, and if you feel any tension there, just notice it 
Don't try to change anything. Now breathe into the sensations of your jaw. And as you exhale, allow it to release a little. Inhale again. Imagine that you are breathing in new life. And when you exhale, let all fear completely fade. Take another breath in. And when you exhale, feel yourself. Let go of any worries. Stay with your breath 
and allow your intentions to remain positive. Even if you don't feel positive in this moment, you can imagine what being joyful is like. So breathe into this joy you are creating and notice how you are consciously shifting any depression or anxious thoughts right now into peaceful feelings instead. Following your breath, breathe deeply and let your exhale completely relax you. Any thoughts that previously held you back become smaller and smaller. Watch negative thoughts diminish little by little, as if you are riding away in a car and these negative thoughts are sitting along the roadside, shrinking into the distance as you ride away with ease. As you see them go, you are freed from their grip. If you have any more negative thoughts rise, drop them off on the side of the road and ride away, watching them grow smaller until they are consumed by the horizon. Allow yourself a few moments to simply be. between how you felt before you began this meditation. Your new thoughts find a new home within your inner being. Commend yourself for making these steps towards a better life. Accept this wonderful change in your new life. Take as much time as you'd like to just be in gratitude. Return your focus to your breath for a few moments in your own time. Whenever you are ready, slowly open your eyes.